Hello and welcome. Over 2,500 food delivery workers from the Zomato-owned Blinkit have been on strike across India from the national capital region to Kolkata, Hyderabad and Pune. The delivery agents are protesting after the company changed the basis on which they will get paid and how much they will get paid. Blinkit, a quick grocery delivery app in India, formerly known as Grofers, has slashed the pay of its delivery partners to 15 rupees per delivery, down from 25. This follows a cut that took place just in July 2022 when pay was reduced from 50 rupees per delivery to 25 rupees per delivery. Now, the protests led to the shutdown of over 50 dark stores or basically facilities where products are stored and packaged for pickup by delivery workers. Blinkit is owned by Zomato, that's one of India's largest food delivery platforms, and Zomato has not conceded to the workers' demands yet. Gig workers have for long harbored grievances about income security, the precariousness of uh, job stability. Over the years, Uber, Ola drivers have been protesting about big drops in their income. This is uh, even in the US and the UK. But is this the tipping point? The new payout structure for delivery partners, riders say, has resulted in significant earnings drops for delivery workers who on an average now, they say, earn 600 to 700 rupees a day as opposed to 12 earlier. The COVID-19 pandemic made gig workers an essential workforce who fulfilled a crucial role in our society, in our economy. And the gig economy is expected to grow further in the coming years. Yet, they say they don't have adequate rights and protections under Indian labour laws. Do we need a cost correction? India's gig economy has witnessed tremendous growth in the recent years, driven by rapid expansion of technology platforms, increased demand for flexible work hours and work opportunities. According to the Niti Aayog, there are over 7.7 million gig workers in India. But does anyone have their back? Joining us now, first, we'd like to have two gig workers join us, Anil Kumar, uh, do, do we have Anil Kumar and Gyani Yadav? Okay, so we don't have, uh, we're trying to get these two gig workers who are going to come on the show and tell us their story. But uh, before that, let's just quickly introduce the rest of our panel tonight on We the People. Pankaj Mishra, journalist and co-founder of Factor Daily. K. Radhakrishnan, founder, uh, co-founder of uh, uh, Grocer Max, a retail and e-commerce professional. We'll have Choko Veliapa, founder and CEO of V Technologies, and Rohin, a representative of the Gig Workers Union. Uh, Damini Kane, a researcher at Cambridge University, formerly at uh, Fairworks. Mr. Radhakrishnan, let me first ask you... Um, you know, these these uh, agents or drivers, they say they are working for over 12 hours a day. They're working for seven days in a week and they're not able to earn a basic wage for themselves to feed and look after their families. But um, isn't that the issue? Was this supposed to be, uh, isn't a gig worker supposed to be a gig and not a full-time job? Yes, I think uh, uh, we need to be uh, cognizant of a fact that in any business, the stakeholders, which is the consumer, the founder, the investor, and the staff and the workers, uh, they must be at proximity where each one is comfortable in what they are. The problem arises when you set uh, irrational expectations uh, for the consumer, and then you start pushing for, uh, you know, uh, for work from everybody else, which 
is not sometimes possible. So you have to be very careful how you set expectations with your investors and with uh, the consumer so that the, the, the focal point of the relationship is actually comfortable. No, when you say realistic expectations, what are we talking about? Is it, is it a basic minimum wage? Is that not a realistic expectation? Uh, I, I don't think there is any question about the minimum wages to be paid. Minimum wages have to be paid. I'm not sure that there is any option to pay anything less than the minimum wages that anybody may earn in a month. Hmm. That is the guideline. Even if it's a gig worker, I think there are guidelines uh, uh, by every state where the minimum earning that the uh, worker must get hmm. must be met. And uh, these workers work hard. I, I, have, I have no doubt about it. If these gig workers are not in play, I'm not sure how e-commerce will even work. Okay, please hold that thought. I'm actually uh, very grateful to have uh, joining us on the show right now is Anandita Da. She needs no introduction. She is uh, actually traveling en route in the U.S. And uh, she joins us. I'm very grateful. I know we barely made it. And we have Nandita Das on today because she has uh, directed and uh, made a, f- a film called Zwigato, which basically looks at, gives us a reality check on, actually, let me just ask you, Nandita Das, if you can just tell us a little bit about why you made this film, what led you to make this film, and what is, what is it really about? Uh, thanks, Sarah. Yes, we just about made it. Uh, this film was really born during the pandemic. You know, during COVID, we were at home. This whole stay home, stay safe became our mantra. And uh, we saw all around us, there were so many people who were vulnerable trying to go back home. And the gig economy suddenly seemed like a boon, uh, both for those who were jobless and also for us because it made it so convenient for us to be sitting at home and ordering things. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and they are not really employees. They are called partners. So they are, they are literally on their own with their device, both um, sort of metaphorically and literally, you know, left to their devices. And it just seemed like a fascinating thing because they were every time, you know, there would be an order. And even if they're two minutes late, they would apologize so profusely. And there was a sense of anxiety that one could feel. Yeah. And uh, that's that's when I thought that it would be interesting. And my uh, friend and publisher, Samir Patel, and I sort of discussed about this idea. Hmm. And we were going to do a short film. And then we took it to Applause Entertainment. And uh, Samir and I thought that it would make it for a feature film. And I started digging deeper into it. And there were so many things that came up because I chatted a lot with various writers, yeah. both in Mumbai and And what and did Bhubaneshwar. your research into the film show you about this industry? I mean, you know, nothing, there is duality in everything. Of course, there were also people who felt that this was saving their time during the pandemic. It gave them employment. Uh, some did it as a stopgap saying, thode din karunga, uske baad to proper naukri mili jayegi. You know, some, um, but if you sort of talk to them deeper, you started realizing that there was a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. There yeah. was a, a pressure of time. I mean, the reason we are talking today is that, you know, like 10 minutes or even 20 minutes like that. I don't want to name the companies because it's not about any particular company. But the point is that there are many companies who have gotten into this. And instead of only blaming the companies, I think we should also blame ourselves. We are complicit as consumers that what is it about us that we want everything at the click of a finger? You know, and and had we not wanted it, I think the companies wouldn't think of this smart 
plan of giving well we do uh, give the ratings at the end at, of the day back and call so i think nandita das there's a line yeah, and sometimes the... we don't or we you know yeah. think that we are sorry no no, no that's I what i meant like, we are the ones who give rating. the ratings so we're yeah. also responsible but you know in the film there's Absolutely. a line that says koi st- uh, story thodi na hai life dikha rahe hain there's no, no plot actually, this is not a, this is not a this is not a line in the film it's a it's on youtube many of the riders said that when they saw the trailer or the okay. film so the so the film follows an ex factory floor manager who's laid off he's forced to take up this gig work and especially after the pandemic as you said all too common how does this protagonists resemble the gig workers of india today I mean, there were many who said that this totally replicated their lives. You know, I mean, it is a story. At the end of the day, I was very tempted to put in many different things yeah. as part of it. For instance, you know, like they have to. We often think that if they have a T-shirt and a bag, the company must be paying for it because it's good marketing. It brings in a certain similarity in everyone, etc. But you know, they have to buy it, or if they go out of their zone. But there are many companies. who send them far away but to come back to their zone the fuel is not paid etc there were many things that i wanted to include but this is not a manual on it this is more a story but we also had some gig worker riders in bhuvneshwar who were part of the film so the riders actually played themselves as well you know and many of them said that this is totally you can see the youtube uh, uh, comments they all yeah. say that it's very very close to their life Anastasia thank you so much uh, both for making you. the film and for joining us uh, taking out the time uh, for joining us on be the people i have uh, gyani yadav who is a delivery executive himself he works with blinket he now joins us um, well we'll have gyani i have anil kumar do i have anil kumar okay anil kumar ji thank you so much uh, aap aap hamare sath baat kar rahe ho covid ke time pe delivery delivery agents ko log hero bulate the sab kehte the ki aap aapke lives ko risk kar rahe ho to ensure essential supplies reach millions of households ki aap ghar ghar mein aap deliveries karte hain अब आपको क्या लग रहा है क्या बदला है आपके प्रॉब्लम्स क्या है प्रॉब्लम्स तो मैम यही है जैसे हमारा जो रेड कार्ड था पहले वो पचास का था या आवाज आ रही है हाँ हाँ प्लीज आपका पेमेंट का डिलीवरी रेट कट की गई है स्टार्टिंग में जो हमारा रेड कार्ड था वो पचास का रेड कार्ड था उसके बाद कंपनी ने पच्चीस का कर दिया उसके बाद में पंद्रह का कर दिया अभी डिस्टेंस के हिसाब से काम करवा रही है सर आप पहले क्या करते थे कहां पे काम करते थे वो नौकरी आपने क्यों छोड़ा था आप क्या सोच क्या आपने सोचा था कि दिस इज गोइंग टू बी योर फ्यूचर मैम क्या किए अभी तीन साल से इसी कंपनी में काम कर रहा हूं तो आप शुरू कैसे किया आपने बिकॉज एक समय सब लोग सोचे थे कि यहाँ पे बहुत अपॉर्चुनिटी है शुरू तो कंपनी ने स्टार्टिंग में तो बढ़िया काम दिया फिर बाद में धीरे धीरे घटाती चलेगी घटाती चलेगी ओके और लास्टली यू नो जब ये स्ट्राइक शुरू हुआ था अब हमारे रिपोर्ट्स आ रहे हैं कि आपके कॉलीग्स वापस जा रहे हैं काम करने के लिए शुरू करने के लिए तैयार है फिर से डार्क स्टोर भी अभी पांच सात बंदे जैसे हमारे स्टोर है गुड़गांव में कम से कम दस बारह स्टोर है ज्यादा ही होंगे दस बारह से लेकिन इतने जो स्टोर बंद है वो बंद ही है बाकी दो चार बंदे जा रहे हैं काम करने और बाकी कोई नहीं जा रहा ओके 
All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Has Blinkit, has the strike revealed problems of the gig economy, revealed the dark underbelly of India's commerce boom? Let's ask uh, Pankaj Mishra, who's a, a journalist. He's also the founder of uh, Factor Daily. Pankaj, you know, considering that the gig economy is here to stay, these uh, companies seem to be booming, the gig industry is also booming. Is it necessary to also think about the physical and the mental um, emotional well-being of gig workers. But how do you establish a meeting point between not curbing, let's say, um, innovation at the same time? Yeah. Uh, Sarah, first of all, I think uh, these debates about gig worker and gig economy, uh, we need to make sense of it with the people who who make the gig economy. So if, if if you listen to Anil Kumar and if you listen to so many of others, uh, the question is, what is the social construct that the company has with them? Uh, because when when they were on steroids, all these companies and growing at a fast pace uh, because they wanted to chase, uh, you know, uh, onboard more consumers and start all this crazy uh, delivery uh, schedules of 10 minutes, 5 minutes and so on. Then they re- truly needed them and they were bleeding money. Uh, and, and, and now they are thinking of becoming profitable. So I think the first thing is, what is a gig worker? And and what does it truly mean? If you, if you look at uh, the what markets outside India, a lot has happened when it comes to welfare and other things. So that needs to happen with folks like Anil Kumar. Uh, now suddenly you got them addicted to 50 bucks, 100 bucks or even more. And, and now suddenly because you want to become profitable and the customer is not going to cover the cost. So who do you cut? The delivery partner. So... I think when, when it comes to making a choice between uh, uh, getting customers to pay more uh, or lose customers or uh, rationalize things with gig worker, they are opting for customers and they are opting for cutting down costs. So I think this needs a deeper debate. And as Nandita was mentioning, right, uh, we go around whichever town we are living in, we see logos of all these companies on the bags and, and mobiles and T-shirts. So delivery partners are today part of the mainstream uh, society, the societal fabric. So there is going to be debate because now it touches us. We feel them like you talked about during the pandemic. So all these questions must be debated. And this strike... Valiapa, leading players in India's gig economy, Ola, Swiggy, Uber, Zomato, they're all expanding operations. But as Pankaj points out, the workers are not sharing in those outcomes. Uh, take us through, I mean, you're, I know you're an angel investor. You invest in startups, etc. How does this work? Because in 2021, is this, you know, actually uh, giving us and some insight into the overall malaise in the entire industry. I ask this because in 2021, quick commerce was one of the most hyped sectors, supposedly attracting billions of dollars in funding from venture capitalists. They were hiring hundreds, pandering to customers. Uh, Everyone was nervous, avoiding supermarkets. We were getting more than what we could even expect from uh, these uh, sites. But now startups are floundering. There are losses. There's funding drought reportedly, increased competition, and they're scaling back. And they're firing staff, they're shutting down these e-stores. Those uh, 10-minute promises, uh, 10-minute delivery promises all seem to have disappeared. Does the strike at Blinkit reflect a deeper problem within a hyper-competitive e-commerce market that everybody jumped in too soon? Yeah, uh, yeah, Sarah. So I think it's it's kind of a wake-up call for all of us as uh, humans. Uh, So, I mean, we've been 
too much driven into the technology world by forgetting that we are humans. Uh, and, and I think uh, as customers, uh, if I if I'm this, the same Indian who goes to the U.S. and orders uh, a, a thing online, doesn't care, uh, doesn't blink two 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 seconds to pay that customer ten percent or fifteen percent as tip. Yeah. When it comes to India, they they want a nickel and dime, as uh, as, as the saying goes. Uh, like you know, in terms of not paying the uh, a, a tip to the delivery kid or some uh, like you know a delivery boy or something like that. And I also think, like you know, you 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 raised a good point about in, uh, investors. So I think the investors also need to get into the whole moment. Huh. Uh, and and, I, and I personally, so from V Technologies' perspective, so we actually convert uh, are converting ourselves into a B Corp company, and the B Corp company doesn't regard look at only the shareholder value. Okay. The B Corp looks at the entire stakeholder value. And when you look at the stakeholder, they're your employees, they're your suppliers, they're your customers. They are the traffic in Bangalore or wherever you are. It's yeah. at large. So I think we need to look at the whole ecosystem and say, how can we be more human? I mean, we are a country which got our uh, got our entire freedom without fighting a single bullet. But yet today, our delivery boys are fighting a war out there uh, and uh, between companies and stuff like that. Uh, I think we uh, maybe a strike is a little too far. Maybe it would have been good to get an ombudsman or somebody like that to... Hmm kind of look at the, the the whole concept of the society at large and see what we should do and what we can do. Uh, but uh, I think it is a wake-up call in many ways. Okay, but let me ask, um, you know, let me play devil's advocate. Can we ask uh, K. Radhakrishnan, a gig worker is supposed to be a worker who is a, in the most base simple terms, it's like a contract worker, right? So you don't get benefits, you don't get profits money, you don't get health insurance, et cetera, et cetera. If you're going to get all of this, what's the difference? You may as well just be a, a full-time employee then. Uh, well, you see, uh, uh, the entire e-commerce business is uh, a fledgling business. <clears throat> there is waxing and waning of the business. So it is, uh, uh, these workers are also not open for uh, permanent employment. They actually seek work from at different times that suits them. Um, we must also remember while we say whatever we say that these gig workers uh, were previously mostly uh, either underemployed or unemployed. Hmm. And therefore, this is a new business which has actually come to them. They earn anything from, you know, 12,000 to 25,000 rupees a month if they, if the if the orders are orders are good, so it is not as if uh, they have left some of the job that they were doing and and come well some may have, but most of them have found this to be a new avenue of employment and okay. therefore it's okay. it is good when it's good. It's good when it's good. Okay, but let me I ask think- Rohin. We have a representative of the Gig Workers Union here. Rohin, can you respond over here? It's good when it's good, and sometimes they can make a lot of money. And many of them don't really want to be on uh, full-time uh, on the rolls. Your response? You know, it's... Uh, thank you, sir. It's, it's very funny, you know. Uh, there's a long tradition in this country of thinking that employment is some sort of bhiksha. And uh, the words I hear seem similar to that, you know, that we are giving you unemployment. Where the fact that these companies uh, who have grown rapidly uh, are on the basis of the work of these gig workers, right? They, they, their tales of increasing revenue growth all come from the work of these gig workers yeah. who, are, who are working in extreme heat or in extreme cold or in crazy rain. And yet they get nothing. They get peanuts. Yeah. You know, and uh, 
you mentioned that you know what's the difference between a contract worker you might as well you know make these people full employees well what my response to that is that these people don't have a business model you know it's not actually it. about humanity as uh, our micro panelists were saying it's about basic economics is your business model viable enough if you have to ensure the people of this nation a decent job which includes a minimum wage which includes insurance which is very important to them because these people get in get in all sorts of accidents and management doesn't come to help they paid out of their own pockets which further immiserates them right so these yeah. people do not have and in fact anywhere if you look at platform gig work models across the world are not profitable anywhere uber and filings in the oh. us has said that they will not be profitable in the mid term at least yeah. if not longer so this is an unsustainable model especially when you know you have to go when you look at manager compensation and then you look at the, the peanuts that these people yes. are paid at i have some data here collected just this last week from workers who are actually working for example someone april 18th worked 13 uh, 13 hours made 32 trips got 610 rupees if you assume around 200 250 for petrol charges that comes to around 27 rupees per hour and 11 rupees per per trip is this a sort of employment they want to give rohin why are some of the workers then going back back on the strike oh well i have an actually i just received i was talking to someone before i came here and i asked them you know aapke bhai log wapas kyu ja rahe because uh, you know man this is in urban highly they live in highly urbanized places there are things called rent family expenses and others they don't they can't just live on air you know that's why people have said you know 10 rupees bhi jayega hum kaam karenge but that's because these people want to take advantage of unemployment of a bad economy and because frankly these people aren't, aren't don't know how to make a business, their business operate right they receive as it's not me workers themselves have said ye log ac office mein baith ke bmw mein aate hain aur hame kis pe bechte cycle ek inko they i would like to know what uh, uh, zomato or blinkit had as their uh, management compensation and incentives and bonuses mm. for the last two years mm. and then let's compare that with what these people have earned so i am very clear that this is not you know they they have a flawed model in which not only can they not operate their business profitably they can't actually give their workers a fair wage so All right. uh, yeah choko valiapa please come in over here you're an angel investor you've invested in startups there was so much of a hype there was this uh, quick commerce hype uh, but here where rohin is saying that the business model itself is flawed horribly horribly flawed uh i, I don't know if the business model is flawed i mean we all survived covid because of this and uh, like you know from that perspective i think uh, we 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 Uh, we think that uh, we sure, surely it's a right business model but is but it the right approach but they are making profits or... yet right yes. and then on the other hand you have uh, geo mart express i think that 90 minute grocery delivery service they said they're ending the service ola dash uh, speedy de- delivery venture they've folded i don't know about dunzo but supposedly that's not doing that well so yeah i think i think it, the the whole uh, uh, thing is like you know these are all a lot of these kids are actually educated uh and they're highly educated and uh, like you know if you've had a conversation with some of them uh they they say that like you know they can't go do this do do a work in their hometowns because they feel that they are educated and it's below their dignity to do that so they they, they say their family is thinking that they're working in a city or something like that so they are kind of stuck between the devil and the deep sea in many ways right so but as Uh, as companies as investors and things like that i think we need to have a reality check to say that okay uh, a couple of basis points of lower returns or something of that is okay but uh, we will not uh, uh, strangle uh, or strangle anybody or you know uh, uh, from from that perspective i think that should be the uh, the takeaway from this to say that 
like let's look at the uh, the livelihoods of people and uh, let's make it uh, at least a, a a human element from that perspective of having a a good work environment right so okay pankaj mishra for loss making delivery platforms that employ these gig workers workers profits seem to only be possible if you're either taking out you know from the commission of uh, the restaurants um uh, that you've signed up with or on the other hand uh, you are um, <clears throat> reducing payouts to gig workers is there an alternative is there a third option look you can't wish away the gig economy first of all okay there is so much uh, talk about okay you can't wish it away first of all the second the third alternative is for example if the delivery partners are so quintessential to the core business model of these companies then why not employ a fleet okay it it may sound bold because the whole reason of them looking for big workers is to cut down the cost why so you have to first understand why did they go this way is because they believe that if they match people with idle time with tasks they won't have to uh, carry the burden of employment and so on right but they have also been talks about keeping a fleet if it is so central to your business and if it, you truly care about it then why not keep a fleet why not find uh, a better way of engaging with your so called gig workers create a better contracts uh, and and offer a lot of benefits and be rational about it you can't wish away these platforms you can't wish away gig economy as much as you you bleed as a business now they, they have a central role to play in digital economy and the way our lives are going to evolve Yeah. So you can't reach it. So they're not going to go away anywhere. K. Radhakrishnan, your last uh, words on this thirty seconds. Is there an alternative? Well, I I think the the alternative is that, uh, like Mr. Valiyappa also said, I think charity must also begin at home. The consumers must understand that they have to pay for good service. Otherwise, you're endangering the entire system. the imbalance that you create between the stakeholders is the number one problem but sara i also want to make this point uh, the gig economy is not the only one who lays off people hmm. what everybody seems to have learned it from the it industry as well that sometimes you got to cut a cut a limb to save the body and some and these businesses are fledgling and therefore sometimes they contract sometimes they expand and it it behoves that you are able to manage your costs so that the entire business can survive however setting unreasonable expectations is not at all a good thing to do in where you're trying to balance the interests of stakeholders all right sir so, may i quickly come in yes please 30 seconds so, we're completely yes, out of time very quickly there is there are alternatives by the way you know there's been some research in the eu and there are state governments in india who are trying to think of a cooperative model for this right where basically you run these platforms on a cost recovery basis you take a 1 or 2% margin for maintaining apps so making improvements but you ensure that control remains with the people who actually yeah. power this company right so in case limbs have to be cut off so i would say which one should be cut off all right i agree uh, i agree with you i i am i'm sure the the gig worker may be the last one to actually suffer i completely and whether, yeah and should the gig workers be shouldering the larger burden at the end of end of the day thank you roin for that but given how uh, gig how the gig economy is growing in india providing social security workers is perhaps of crucial importance considering that the gig economy is here to stay perhaps it is necessary to think about physical the physical and the emotional well-being of our gig workers too thank you all for joining us on we the people tonight <laughs>